0: This is my comeback story. This is my comeback story. This is Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to The Comeback. Hey guys, Trey here with The Comeback. Just sitting here reflecting on 2021 and what an incredible year it was. All of the stories of inspiration on the podcast, the tears that were shed, the thousands of people who were impacted. We took a little bit of time to put together our very best, and we wanted to share it with you. Check this out. So, you're there in the hospital recovering from this. I mean, what, what where are you at in your head right here? I couldn't believe this happened, and I wanted to hurt him. So, you're thinking about revenge. You're coming out of that. Yes. You're there. This yeah. guy shot me. Yeah. It's a friend of yours.
1: No, someone I probably knew for two weeks.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. So what what are the days like this? I mean, is this where the Lord starts to encounter you?
1: The Lord has been encountering me the whole this whole time. But in this in this situation, they patched me up and they sent me home. That week I was home, couldn't eat, I couldn't use the bathroom. If I peed, I peed blood. And that's how it was for an entire week until the final day I was throwing up, but nothing was coming out. It was just bile. And um, my eyes were just yellow. It felt like I was poisoned. You know, I had to tell my mother, I I don't feel good. She said, you don't look good. So they sent me to the hospital. You know, they took one look at me. (laughs) They were like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is John And, you know, all this stuff uh, was going on with me. So so as I'm coherent, they put a catheter inside of me, (laughs) which that was painful because I had to pee.
0: Sounds like a good time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they said I would have died. If I didn't go to the hospital, I would have died right then and there. And I was in the hospital for a month and a half. I had six surgeries in there, and uh, I was a mess. I was a complete mess. And Phoebean, Phoebean is this little Nigerian lady. She she would come in and visit me. She was my mother's friend at the time, but she was like one of those fire-breathing evangelists, evangelicals. And um, she said, oh, the Lord has a plan for you. And I'd always hear this stuff, and I'm just like okay, all right, but, you know, because I've been hearing that all my life. When the day came, when they started taking out all the tubes out of my neck and just out of everything, she came that day. And um, she said, she, she said, Do you, you know, um, this isn't for you. And she said, she, she presented the gospel in a way I never heard it before. She said, you know, there's a purpose for your life. You know, you, you need to make a choice. You know, if you go down this, just keep going down this avenue, this is death. Basically, she just presented the gospel to me in a way I never really heard it before. She just talked about a God of love. She started talking about um, just Jesus. I need to make a choice. And she led me to the Lord that day in the hospital. It's not like everything aligned at this point, and then now, you know, everything was changed. However, my anger towards the person that shot me changed. I didn't want to watch the TV too much anymore, and my dad started coming around.
2: So, you know, that went on for about 20 years and with no success. I just, you know, five, ten days in detox wasn't going to undo 20 years. See, um, Christmas of 2019, I told you my, my family are all addicts, alcoholics. Well, basically, they were all killed. They, they died all on Christmas of 2019. They were killed by a truck in the car. So at that point, um, I started drinking with everything, blacking out. Um, you know, I just, I took to the couch. I stayed there. I didn't eat. I didn't drink anything. This went on for about six months. Um, this would be in, in 2020. And is when I came here. So from about January to August, I, I just, I, or the beginning of September, I just, I just laid on the couch. I couldn't do anything. They said I was in like a, a, a catatonic coma or something, I mean nothing. I just remember praying, I remember being very mad at God and just saying, you know, why did you take them home? Why did you leave me here all alone? Like, why, you know? um, I, I didn't realize that God had me and walked me through all of those situations for a reason, for my purpose. I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I took an overdose of Xanax, and I just prayed and I said, "Please forgive me." You know, I just, I just, I just want the pain to stop. But I woke up, so then I went into the back room, and I barely remember doing it. But I slit my wrist from well, from wrist to elbow. I mean, I knew what I was doing. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't call anyone. And this was another profound thing, like what happened in the hospital. Um, I hit an artery, and they said I, I, I completely bled out or or as much as I could, but because I was so dehydrated, I couldn't bleed completely out. And I called 911 on my own. And when they got there, I coded, but not before, because I was in there by myself. And I lay there for 45 minutes and I was like, oh, this is, you know, I'm looking up at God. I'm going to thank you. Why are you leaving me here? You know, I laid there and I thought, well, I guess I better call for help because what am I going to do? And when they got there, I coded. And I see now that that, that all of that was God. Wow. You know, and that's um, that's what brought me to Good Landing. Yes, that's how I got here, but is what God has revealed to me since I've been here and how he's changed my life and how he has blessed me, you know, with with true revelation, true identity. And it's, I knew when I walked in here. I knew when I walked in here, when my aunt brought me and we sat down, I was like, it's not going to work. You know, like, nothing's going to work. But I knew, right, when I met, I knew when I walked in, I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I knew, I said, this is my time. Like, this is really my time. Wow. And it's going to be okay.
3: I was at a low place in my life where I didn't care if I, if I had a wreck and died or if, or if I did a shot and died. I, I just, I knew whatever I was doing was not gonna work for me anymore. And I had to be fully committed this time when I came. I knew that it was time to change my complete life all the way around. There was no other option in my head but death. And I mean, I, I've tried it and I, you know, the Lord didn't take me every time I tried, I always came back from it, from the wrecks and overdoses. And it was just finally enough this time when I came to, 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 to make the commitment to change my life and I, I didn't, I came for me this time. I didn't come to, to do anything else for anybody but myself. And I haven't even called one person from back home. My mom, I mean, I called my mom, of course, but that's it. I don't want to know anything from my past. I, I, I came here for a new life, a new start, a new beginning, and, and to make something of myself. And uh, it, it's... It's awesome being here and being a part of this, and it's it's rough in the beginning. And if you could just get through the first few weeks, months, and you just get your head clear to get on on, on a path of, of the right way, you know, whatever it looks like for you. You know, for me, it was going to church. You know, being around the guys, being in a community that supports me and has my back. And, you know, and just the the support here, and the love, and the care, and everything that comes with it. Having people to talk to that can relate to you, that that know what's going on and you know just having that in your life it, it makes it a whole lot easier in the beginning other than trying to do something that you're just not all the way committed to do yet just to have the support to back you up. In the in the time that
4: we've been connected with Good Landing and seeing what goes on here you know I when I see these kids here and I see their attitude and their they're, they're, they're buying into the program and buying into what it stands for and what it teaches. It's so diametrically different from what I would see when I would go to those 10 treatment centers that he went to. What I right. saw there was kids that were sitting in class listening to somebody talk over their head and then walk out the doors with nothing to show for it except for 30 days clean. Or ninety days clean, they had nothing else to show for it. You can talk about, well, they teach them about coping. They teach them about friends to hang with. That's that's fine, but that doesn't get you anywhere, in my opinion. If you don't walk out of a treatment center with something, something that you can say, I really got something there, then you're you're, you're a recipe for disaster. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah. And I, I wish that Cliff had had an opportunity to go to a place like Good Landing, and I'm sure there are other others that are out there. But but I think that if he could have, he he had the, you know, we we raised Cliff and raised all our kids in a, in a Christian household, but we we never really got into dealing with him about you can find peace, you can find the answer to this if you'll just trust the Lord, if you'll pray, if you'll, if you'll do the right things that the Bible says do, you can figure this out. We never got there with him because we didn't know how. And, and you know, that's why we've tried to become involved in Good Landing is to help children get here and to help parents understand that this place and, and a, a good Christian-based treatment center will give the kids something to take home with them. Because if they don't have that, they might as well never have come.
5: I just went full force, lied, and told people I was great, um, doing great, but I had just fell back into addiction and was too prideful to admit that I had. Um. So April of 25th of 2020, I remember reaching out to you and saying something on on the lines of I'm struggling and you said something I think you said do you want to come home or something like that and that was amazing to me because I was so afraid because I had made a fool of myself I really had and I expected to be um, just looked down on because of all that and had a lot of shame had a lot of guilt was just really really depressed but just knew that if God wanted to do something with my life, like it had to start with me being obedient and and getting help again, lowering my head, taking the low road and like just coming back here. Came back here, met with you and you welcomed me back home. And I knew when I went through the program, I was going to have to do everything opposite than I did the first time. It wasn't, this program is amazing. It was was me. Um, And I knew that the groups are important. Every, every therapist, you teaching group, Charlie teaching group, like I needed to grab hold of everything that you guys were presenting. Um, I'm a natural runner, and I ran a lot the first time I went to the program. And so I had to learn to talk to God when I wanted to run, to grip the couch at times. Like I know I was at Sherry's apartment, and there would be times where I was uncomfortable and I was used to running in those times. And instead I would literally hold the couch and pray like, God, I can't run because if I run, I'm gonna die and I know this is where I'm supposed to be. And yeah, so it it worked. I um, didn't care about pleasing other people going through this program the second time. I I cared about finding a real relationship with God. Um, I was always caught up in wanting to know my purpose. And I feel like God showed me that my purpose would be revealed to me if I was just obedient in the now. Um, in like every day, like going to group listening to my house manager, uh, working through past trauma and not being afraid to be honest, um, be honest about my own mistakes, and to try to fix relationships that I had broken, um, and just to move past that and that God would do what he wanted to in my life. And because of that, I I feel like he walked me right into my purpose of helping others out of addiction because I was obedient. I always thought it was going to be doing worship again or doing something on stage of the church, and like I am directly in the center of God's will, like helping others. Everything I went through with my mom, everything I went through, just getting hurt by the church, um, and my own addiction is, is healed because of my obedience at Good Landing, and now He's using it to help those who went through addiction with their mother or and went through it with themselves who has been hurt in the church. And now I'm able to like be a voice for those people, and that's the best purpose God could have ever given me.
6: Wow. When you would operate on somebody that that we would put a kidney, a living-related transplant that was there with somebody, um, and you would, sew, you would take the kidney out of the donor and you would sew it into the recipient that has, has the kidney failure, you would actually, on the operating table, watch that kidney start to work. It pinks up once you sew in the artery and the vein, and it literally starts manufacturing urine right before your eyes. And these are patients that have been on hemodialysis where their blood is filtered three times a week. Generally, it takes four hours each time. They completely filter their blood volume. So their quality of life is, is horrible. You know, they're, 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 they can't travel. They're linked to that hemodialysis machine. You transplant them and put a new kidney in, their quality of life changes right before your eyes. And they're feeling better before they even leave the hospital. And it's amazing to see that recovery. That's what you see with the recovery in addiction. And that's the closest thing medically that I've seen. You can see the waking up of a kidney that's there to start to work. Well, you see somebody that's in recovery from uh, addiction, as I was, uh, and, and you see their life being transformed. And that's what recovery, and that's the amazing thing that i see when lives that are changed from the addiction that are there that are absolutely catastrophic when we see what's going on with the addict that's out there albeit alcohol opiates benzos whatever it's there their quality of life is to the point that it that that it's just horrible and when they get in recovery and can see and and capture, it's an award. It's a, it's a great thing to see. I love to think that's what this place is about at Good Landing, and we see that. I mean, we got. I, I don't know what our census is now, Trey. We got a hundred, hundred and five or so patients mm-hmm. yeah. that are here. I gave a talk this morning. And you can see some of that recovery beginning to start. You can see it when uh, patients' lives are being transformed. And and that's, uh, that's exciting to see. It's what I, I love about this, this area of medicine.
0: That is a remarkable comparison to, to think about that.
7: And he got up, went to the bathroom, and not even a couple month a couple minutes after he went into the bathroom i had this overwhelming feeling of i needed to go to the bathroom and the holy spirit i feel like just like lifted me off the couch and i went to the bathroom dustin 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 yelling yelling and i heard him like aspirating and i was like oh my gosh my worst fear is happening right now so um his parents live lived at the time we no longer live there but lived about 3 minutes away. I mean, well, they got there in about 3 minutes. We called the paramedics. Um they got the door open and as soon as that door flung open, the uh, Dustin just hit the floor and he was completely white. He was uh had foam at his mouth. Um And I'm just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I just lost the love of my life. I mean, I just saw my husband die. I remember calling my mom, Dustin, Kathy, his mom on the floor is, you know, saying he's not breathing. He's not breathing. And I'm like calling my mom and told her quickly what happened. And she just started praying for God to breathe his breath back into Dustin's Mm -hmm. lungs. And as soon as i rounded the corner after my mom prayed that uh his mom goes he's breathing he's breathing and it was like at that moment i just felt like angels were surrounding dustin i remember going i mean he was at the hospital for several days and um you know i'm taking a shower and i'm like just looking up like what what do i need to do like i I just feel like I really don't need to be in a marriage like this. And God just, like, spoke to me and was like, you're not going anywhere. You're going to be in this with Him, and I'm going to get you guys through it. So
0: guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call. It's 770-570-7422.